0: Help us raise the beam in Kiwasko. My heart goes out to anybody who has to
1: experience a loss of any type.
0: Honoring 9-11 victims is the goal. The permanent site will also be an educational center and a place to honor the U.S. military. I
1: hope that people will come there not only to learn about 9-11, but to bring their kids there and try and explain to them.
0: This memorial will forever give meaning to the words, never forget. For more information, head to WTMJ.com. WTMJ Cares, presented by First Bank Financial Center. Right now in the heart of Kewascom, right there in downtown Kewaskam, it's a small village along 45 in Washington County, sits a steel beam from the World Trade Center, the North Tower, and there is a push by many people to raise that beam to make it the focal point of a much larger 9-11 memorial. And what we want to do is raise that beam. She sat me down at the
1: kitchen table here. She explained it in a way that I understood was in 10th grade at the time. <laughs> I think. I thought, okay, now I got it. Gordy
0: and Kathy Haberman and their daughter Julie laugh <laughs> so when they think about the old process. days when their daughter and sister Andrea was alive and well. She was really smart and funny. She had high standards and she was just someone of class.
1: Now What am I looking at here, Gordy? Right now you're looking at it. 2200 pound piece of steel that came from one of the lower support beams of the North Tower.
0: In the center of Kewaskum sits this piece of steel. It will become the focal point of a 9-11 memorial.
1: It's become a, a regional memorial and a Wisconsin memorial to not only those lost on 9-11, but our servicemen and it will be a place to educate young people going forward. And
0: it's already happening. I saw it firsthand when I visited the site recently. Ironically, when I pulled up just to take a moment here, there was a field trip. Some eight-year-olds, maybe nine-year-olds, walking down the street from their school just to take a look and to remember and to learn.
1: We're trying to bridge the gap here between an event and the sense of community that uh, 9-11 brought to people. And I don't want anybody to lose that fact that it, it starts in your hometown.
0: It's
2: not just about 9-11. It's, 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 a,
1: it's mm-hmm. a lot more than that.
0: That's right. So raise the beam. What we're trying to do is raise the steel beam that now sits in Kewaskum. It's from the North Tower of the World Trade Center. But this memorial is much larger than that. There's the educational component, right, Gordy? There's the U.S. military aspect, the, the first responders, those who died from illnesses while working ground zero all of that will be encompassed in
1: this memorial, right? One person a day is dying from their mainly volunteer work down at ground zero.
0: When the World Trade Center towers fell, it left a pile of wreckage covering 15 acres. And as the nation sat stunned, many Americans put on their helmets and got to work.
2: Well, I just went down to to try and help, being that I know steel.
0: Including Rafe Greco.
2: I'm a welder. I knew they were gonna need people who knew about metal down there, so I went. When I got down there, I was met by a bunch of other construction superintendents. Charles Vitchers
0: was a general superintendent for a construction company. He was immediately called to
2: act. We were trying to devise a team to put together to help.
0: Crews worked
2: and worked and worked. Burning every day for 12 hours a day, seven days a week for months on end.
0: And they saw things you'd never want to imagine.
2: I used to get a lot of nightmares. A lot of recurring nightmares. The same nightmare, actually, over and over again.
0: Does it still get you?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Seeing people at the gates, people that had obviously lost loved ones, sobbing.
0: The Hoppermans asked Charlie to find their daughter.
1: And he did. And when I say he did, she was recovered there. There's almost 1,000, 1,100 people that have no such recovered. I'm pretty sure be grateful for Charlie Ventress. Well, gonna... We're overboard there, Gordon.
0: Gordy's praise isn't overboard at all. What Charlie, Rafe, and thousands and thousands of others did was work day in and day out clearing debris and recovering whatever remains they could. And many are now ill or have even passed away from breathing in the toxic air.
2: They were guys that I worked with side by side um, all day long, you know, for, for months on end, who have who are passed uh, due to Ground Zero.
0: Rafe considers himself lucky. Would you do it again?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely if i hadn't gone down there i probably would have regretted it for the rest of my life
0: let me say thank you by the way for doing what you did Uh, i i don't know if you hear that a lot or enough but uh, thank you
2: well thank you i appreciate that That's, that's very nice i don't hear it very often but it's
0: nice and one of the many aspects of the story that we continue to discuss steve is it's more than just honoring the victims of 9-11 there's Mm -hmm. more to this memorial one of the other phases is a u.s military component honoring those who have served our country from wisconsin and some of those who did not return to be able to live a free life like the rest of us are able to do that and one of those names is david johnson Army First Lieutenant from Mayville, who lost his life serving our country overseas, and his parents join us in studio. It is Andrew and Laura Johnson. Thank you both for being here today. Well, thank you very much,
3: Eric and Steve, for having us, and uh, we are delighted to be here. Uh, uh, obviously, something terrible happened in our, in our family, but um, we hope that um, some good could come out of it.
1: The ripple effects of uh, 9-11 are, are absolutely stunning. 7,000 brave servicemen killed, 40,000 injured. People generally think the war is, is over. However, many are unaware that just two weeks ago, 400 reservists from Wisconsin deployed to Afghanistan. This is a war that will continue forever.
0: The one thing I want to point out, you mentioned the educational aspect, Steve. This part of it is so remarkable. You think about it, there are 18-year-olds who have no idea. There are 20-year-olds who just don't have any comprehension of what happened. That day. Well, what if you weren't born yet? How do you perceive history when you weren't there to feel it? My parents went here, so. Is that right? wow. I'm yeah. chatting okay. with a few yeah. students at Kiwaskum High School. This is the same school Andrea Haberman attended. Sure. Haberman was killed in the attacks 17 years ago. Do you like learn about it at all? Like, is it in history class? Is it in in your textbooks? A little bit. I guess it depends on what history class you take.
1: Every year on 9/11, usually. Someone, at least one of my teachers, will talk about it.
0: Do you feel like your perspective is different than, say, someone my age or your principal's age? I feel like it is, especially because we weren't. 9-11 Memorial Senior VP Noah Rauch oversees all the educational programming at the museum at Ground Zero. These programs run the gamut from working with students field trips, after-school programs, public tours, and even training docents. Why is this so important? Why is it such a critical piece to what you guys do?
3: We've seen this disconnect between those who remembered and and, and those who didn't. And so as we were thinking about the programs that we would create, we sort of knew that this line existed between memory and history. And so it's important for us to memorialize those who were killed, um, and then also to always remember what
0: happened and why what happened uh, is still important today. We've heard from community members who wanted to play Play a role and I, I can't stress enough how much of this is a community effort it's not about one person you know we, we hear a lot about Andrea Haberman and rightfully so she was from Kewaskam but there were other Wisconsin victims as well and now we're at twenty seven thousand so we've just made it to
3: twenty seven thousand dollars thinking about running from the building and and those guys the firemen the cops running to the building yeah. And standing on corners while they're telling us to run. Let's go, let's go! Wondering where where Tom was that day. (laughs) And he was in bed, which is great, um, selfishly. But um, that's still the hardest part, and trying to figure out where he was. One of my closest friends' father. He was a retired New York City fireman who then was working fire safety uh, for the World Trade Center. And I'd see him a lot, when, you know, when I was working there uh, down in the lobby. And they, uh, you know, last they'd heard, he was going to evacuate the childcare, care. And, and, you know, didn't, had gotten a call from another friend later on that, you know, Chris's dad was unaccounted for. I saw uh, coming from the South a uh faint glow of orange lights and as it moved closer towards me it got a little bit brighter and a little bit brighter and then I could hear a bunch of people around me and it wasn't just a bunch it was hundreds of people and you couldn't see them and they were all cheering and they were all clapping because as this orange light came closer to all of us It started emerging, you could see an outline of a truck and then you could see FDNY. And to this day, that still makes me cry when I think about it because all those people were out there on the street just cheering on the firefighters. It's not just the victims; it's their families and the community of so many people that were impacted and came together. And I, I do see that happening again in Wisconsin right now. We understand that what happened out there didn't just happen in New York or even to the Hobermans. And in a way, I mean, I mean, it happened to the country. And I see you see the country even even out here. We realize we really were a part of that, and people are coming together. And it's just really heartening. Four
0: one four nine six seven five four one seven. Yes, is the phone number, and every donation, big and small, is appreciated. And I'm telling you, every person has something to say about it, too. No one, no one just wants to give the donation, Steve. They have a connection. Uh, we, we heard from a gentleman who was on a flight to LaGuardia that day. Um, the number of firefighters we've heard, I've heard from the Heartland Fire Chief and his involvement, and he knew some of the New York City firefighters, and he wanted to weigh in. He also gave a nice, significant donation, which was appreciated.
1: You know, I called. I heard about you planning a memorial for 9-11, and I was there from day one. Uh, My company was 15 firefighters. I made so many new friends.
0: Kathy Haberman, whose daughter was killed on 9-11, spent the entire radiothon connecting with callers.
1: I want to meet them all personally. I think everybody should come down to the groundbreaking.
0: That will take place in March. Now, a few weeks ago, I asked Andrea's sister, Julie, what she thought Andrea would think about a memorial. Would be embarrassed at all? Oh, my gosh. She would just be like, oh, okay, you, I'm just going to keep on driving past. I'll wave. Eric Bilstead, WTMJ News. One of these
2: I didn't get to yesterday because we had, of course, all the excitement with Eric Billstead's Raise the Beam, our WTMJ Cares initiative. And the latest update is north of 35,000, and they're still counting. Checks coming in. People still donating. Got to love that. And thanks to all of you. It was a great show yesterday talking about um, – that project in Kiwascom, but it's really about the state of Wisconsin and our connection to New York City. We had some firefighters call in, unbelievable testimonials about what they have gone through since 9-11. Uh, folks were very generous, some large donations, lots of small donations.